0: back to vagina slims as always my name is lauren rose and today is the 13th episode which is pretty eerie because i will be releasing this podcast on halloween so happy halloween <laughs> that's kind of strange um oh, i love halloween so much but for me i'd never really do exactly what i want to do on halloween each year so i don't know Although I've been in like a pretty good vibe recently because I um, picked up a Twin Peaks CD, which I'll be playing some music from later on, um, from Firewalk with me, and it's a really jazzy, kind of darker music by the composer of Twin Peaks. And the other day, I was basically driving around my old neighborhood, which is, I mean, a couple miles away from it, so it's these like, low-lying, suburban sprawl houses, And all the leaves had fallen on the ground and i was just listening to this music like driving by like super slow (laughs) i probably look really creepy um but yeah it just like felt super right so we'll get into that later but before i begin i just want to give a couple shout outs to um people who have been listening sleep sound on instagram said always listen to these while i'm doing my homework and I'm so happy you released this while I write my research paper. And then via more underneath says, thanks for making a night full of homework, a little bit better. Kiss, kissing emoji. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you guys. As always, thank you everyone for tuning in and supporting the podcast. Also, somebody wrote in talking about... um an experience that i just had to share before we jump into our first song um let's see harmony chlorine great name by the way on uh tumblr said in episode 12 you talk about the man you keep seeing around it's strange because at my work a thrift store there are a few guys that i have this stranger fantasy crush on one of them came in yesterday. We were making a lot of eye contact while I was cleaning up the front of the store. Continuously walking past me, and I would just stare back at him. Later, walking right behind me, my back was turned, and I saw a male co-worker watching him, and then walking over to my manager. There was a feeling inside of me that something bad happened. The man left the store, and once outside, we made eye contact for the last time. A few minutes later, my manager came up and said, I don't want to freak you out, but that guy just took a picture up your skirt. I called the police, and they might want to talk to you. The police did come. I just felt so taken aback and anxious, I went home. On the bus ride back, I was sitting with this feeling, looking at everyone so skeptical towards the world. I keep harping on the fact that if he would have talked to me, been friendly, I would have had sex with him if the level of comfort was there. I'm not sure where this is going, or when I'm going to let it go, or stop overanalyzing men's intentions, slash, if I see him again, what I will do, in parentheses, base him, talk, kick him in the balls. This whole paragraph is a mess, but I wanted to share my experience with you. Thanks so much for your podcast, I find it incredibly soothing just to listen to someone else's inner monologue, in a sense. Anyways, maybe you'll have some wisdom about my incident, thanks so much. Ugh. That sucks. I'm super sorry that you had to deal with that. First of all. (laughs) Uh that's funny that you say that because I also used to work at a thrift store and I would also have these like stranger fantasies about people who would come in. Um like there was this one guy who was kind of like heavy metal looking with really long blonde hair, but he was he was like older. You know, like when you see somebody and you kind of, for like a moment, you think that they're young or kind of your age. And then you look at their face and it's like really old and you just kind of get like taken aback. That was one of my, you know, stranger people. And he'd always like come up to me when I was ringing people, even if there's like a huge line, he would like always come to my line. And then there was somebody else. Like one night we were about to close and this guy kept on like, I was working the changing rooms and this guy kept on like looking at me and he was kind of cute um but it was just like too much like even from across the store he was like looking over and I was like no so obviously like my story is not like anything compared to yours I think yeah it's like really scary and embarrassing when you kind of like feel a certain way towards a person and then you like open up your eyes or something happens and you're like what the fuck was I thinking you know I mean, it's really awesome that your coworker like caught on because you know sometimes you just don't notice those things and hopefully he'll be like banned from the store. But yeah, like it shakes you up and it changes the way you see people. And I've had similar situations like that happen to me, and I'm still kind of dealing with it on my own. Um, But I also, you know, part of me like, I don't want you to become hardened by this experience as well. Like, if you are a dreamer or you like fantasizing about those kind of people, you know, that shouldn't stop you from having those feelings if they make you happy, you know. Obviously, always be aware of your surroundings and, you know, don't just go home with somebody as soon as you meet them, even though it might be, like, tempting in a sense. But um, I don't think that's, like, what you would do. And I think, it's sad that you know, people will abuse your trust, especially when you're an employee. People do really shitty stuff to you because they know that you can't really do anything back to them. I don't know. I really don't know what to say to you, actually. Just other than, you know, what you're feeling is, of course, real. And if you need to vent it in some way, whether it's like writing or telling people or listening to angry uh, music, A good one, I think I've played on here before, is White Boy by Bikini Kill. (laughs) That would be a good one to listen to right now. Um, But yeah, I mean, stick with your girls. Stay strong. But also don't, you know, throw away all of your romantic feelings about people or situations because that's no way to live. And I don't know. Keep on, keep it on. Let me know if you ever see him again or how you're dealing with it. Whew okay so since it is halloween i picked a few songs that are near and dear to me and also a little bit spooky so the first one is kind of a cult classic and this is don't fear the reaper by the blue oyster cult enjoy
1: So of the rest. i hey.
0: Is don't fear the reaper by the blue oyster cult hope you guys like that one um the song was released in 1976 and actually was heavily criticized because um they thought that the song was promoting like suicide or murder suicide with romeo and juliet and those lyrics um but yeah the songwriter is just like this is what i feel about living and dying and the eternity of it and how beautiful it is and <laughs> i don't know um you also probably have heard the song because on snl they did like this hilarious spoof of it because there's so much cowbell in that song so <laughs> well as always if you want to be on vagina Slims, um go to my tumblr which is don't find me on the internet dot com. just go to my ask box and i'll try to get you on air um so we're gonna answer a couple of questions, and then I have a really cool um, clip that I'm gonna play for y'all, relating to Twin Peaks. Anonymous said, "Hey Lauren, I've been really struggling lately with my mental health, and usually writing and being creative helps me a ton. But I just have been having the worst writing slash creativity block, and it's making me feel like I'm going insane. Any advice on how to get back into it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's good that you enjoy writing. I think." I used to write so much and now I don't really for some reason because I can get hard on myself too I guess but whether you like writing fiction or just writing about your day I think when you don't know what to write about or you feel like you can't write about something it's always best to write about memories or write about objects that like mean a lot to you in a certain way or just give off a lot of senses because it'll provide you like way more content to work with than you know trying to talk about your life right now or you know your struggles right now Um, because when you think of like old memories like so many things come up and it's just really it just flows you know because that's how we perceive memories you know they're like heightened images and heightened sounds and places so try writing about memories Um, and obviously like I'm just trying to get you out of your own head Um, you know one of my old professors I think i mentioned this once on here but he said that he doesn't even believe in writer's block or anything like that you just have to like do stuff just write you know just make art just do something um and if it's bad it's bad but you still did it and you're able to you know if you have a hand then you can write stuff like that so yeah good luck um kive said what's your favorite halloween movie Um, and music or soundtrack hmm it's hard because I'm not like a huge horror film geek so I can't really talk but in my last episode we talked about um it follows and I think that's like a really great contemporary movie that kind of sums up this 70s 80s horror genre that we've been through 60s as well um and I think the cinematography is really good too it they set it in um, rural Detroit, which is really reminiscent of the version Suicide, since that's where they filmed that as well. Or at least that's where it's based in the book. Um, and it has a really great soundtrack, too, because it's all about that the 80s synth that kind of drove horror movies of the past. Um, and I don't know. I'm a fan of Signs, actually, uh, by M. Night Shyamalan. I know everyone likes to rip on him because of... Um, I think it started with the happening, but like the Avatar Airbender movie really just like killed him off. Like he, he's really struggling. Um but I like signs, um, because Joaquin Phoenix is in it, but also because it's such like an American movie, you know, set in the cornfield. Um, this idea of otherworldly creatures, you know. I think for me, when I was growing up, I was really interested in UFOs and that's kind of the scariest thing to me because it actually can be like a possibility and it's something that could we could see like tangibly, you know, (laughs) in the future. But I think because of the state of our country right now, we're not really interested in um, space or that kind of stuff. I mean, there are people who are interested, but it's not like like nobody right now is like, oh, what's in space, you know, like on a day to day basis. Um, It's more about these immediate issues. So I like signs for that nostalgic reason because earlier in the 2000s, everyone was really interested in the future and what was beyond us. So yeah, aliens scare me (laughs) so much. And then of course I'd say um, the Blair Witch Project because (laughs) my brother and I saw that on TV when we were little and we totally thought that it was real. And we like went to the website and it was all like, you know, of course, fake, but they're like, these are the findings and these are the reels that they found in the ruins of the house and all that stuff. Um, so I feel like that's kind of a classic. And the movie is particularly scary because it's set in the nineties with these kind of self-assured nineties kids that we all kind of knew in our daily lives. Um, and it's strange. I think that you could still go missing in America, even though everything seems so populated. But when they go to that wilderness reserve, you know, nobody knows where they went ever. And I feel like that's a really scary concept for me personally. So, so yeah, those are some movies that I, I like. Um, So speaking of soundtracks, I wanted to play a clip. This is um, Angelo Padalamenti. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. But he was a composer for Twin Peaks and a bunch of David Lynch's films. Like they just really collaborated in a beautiful way. And um, in this video, which I found online, I'm gonna play the audio from. he explains how him and David collaborated to make um, the Laura Palmer theme for the whole series of Twin Peaks. So let's take a listen.
2: This is the keyboard that all the major themes were created for Twin Peaks. It's an old Fender Rhodes and um, kind of beat up. And David would sit right over here, right to the right of me, and we would put a little cassette just about over here on this keyboard, just keep it in record and just keep it playing. David would sit here and I'd say, well, what do you see, David? What is, just talk to me. And David would say, okay, Angelo, we're in a dark woods now and there's a soft wind blowing through some sycamore trees, and uh, there's there's a moon out, and there's some animal sounds in the background, and, and you can hear the hoot of an owl, and you're in the dark woods, you know, just, just get me into that beautiful darkness with the soft wind, and I started playing. play it slower. And I'd say slower, David. Okay. And I'd go He says that's it. That's a good tempo. Just keep it going slow like that. Just keep that going for a while. And in David's mind, you can you can just see that he was visualizing the description that he envisioned then he would say okay Angelo now we gotta make a change because from behind a tree in the back of the woods there's this very lonely girl her name is Laura Palmer and it's very sad but get something that matches her and and I, and I just segued into this. And he say, well, that's it. It's very beautiful. I could see her. And she's walking towards the camera and she's coming closer. Just keep building it. Just keep building it. And she's getting close now reach some kind of climax and i would go and he said oh that's it oh that's so beautiful angelo oh that's tearing my heart out i love that just keep that going now she's starting to leave to fall down keep falling keep falling keep falling
0: so great you know with it's so awesome to see two different people within two creative disciplines come together and communicate in that that way in that sensory language so I wanted to play that because I think it's awesome um and yeah this past week I went to the electric fetus in Minneapolis and I found the Twin Peaks fire walk with me soundtrack this is the pine float Enjoy. All right, welcome back. That was the Pine Float off of the Fire Walk With Me soundtrack by the composer Angelo Badalamenti. Again, I hope I said that right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just so fantastic. So jazzy. I forgot. I always forget about jazz for some reason. I don't know. Just very expressive and elusive at the same time. So (laughs) yeah, I like that. Um, Anonymous said, Hi Lauren, I want to start a music collection, but I can't decide if I want to buy all of my favorite albums on CD or a vinyl format. What do you suggest? I know vinyl is a bit more expensive, but is it worth it? Thanks. Um, it kind of just depends on who you are. Like, I get a lot of CDs because I listen to music in my car. So whenever I see, like, a good CD at a thrift store, which are usually, you know, dirt cheap, like a dollar max. Um, I picked those up. And then for vinyl, I hardly buy anything new. Um, well, that's not true. I bought the version Suicides new, but like I've kind of said in the past, vinyl is more of a commitment because you have to listen to it all the way. You can't really like skip and choose songs. So I'd only buy vinyl if you really like, you know, the artist, or you kind of want to understand like a larger body of their work in one session um so yeah I don't really know that's a good question because I don't really have a robust music collection myself so I don't know you guys let me know what you think I'd say pick some like cult vinyls like stuff that you would always listen to all the time not necessarily stuff that's like brand new and you are going to get sick of um and then the rest, yeah, if you can, like, find good CDs, like, for sure, I'd do that. But, yeah, that's something I have to do because I've, my computer has crashed so many times that I've lost, like, all of my music that's usually in my iTunes library, so. Huh. Oh. Oh, my God. So, Anonymous said, Cheryl Fenn also played two different roles on Gilmore Girls, Josh's stepmother, and later on April's mother. What? i remember this um <laughs> okay so if anyone missed last podcast i was talking about how weird it is to see um twin peaks actors in other shows that are not twin peaks and cheryl fenn uh played audrey but yeah i totally remember that she was Jess's stepmother in gilmore girls and then yeah it was like a weird goof like she played two different characters in the same show <laughs> so yeah <laughs> way to catch that uh, that's so weird all right, so I'm going to start to go, but um, I found this really awesome recording from Bob Dylan. It was a home recording in 1962, and he is covering the song House of the Rising Sun. And I was really curious about this song, actually. Um, it's a song that's been covered by a lot of people, and most notably it was performed by the Animals. Um, but I don't think that they... I don't think that they um, created that song. So let me look right here. Yeah. Okay. So House of the Rising Sun is a traditional folk song, sometimes called Rising Sun Blues. Tells a life gone wrong in New Orleans. Many versions also urge a sibling to avoid the same fate. The most successful commercial version recorded in 1964 by the English rock group The Animals, there you go was number one hit in the UK the United States Canada and Australia hmm yeah it looks like nobody really knows exactly who started the song but regardless I really like Bob Dylan's version because it's a little more um uneven in the minor tones and stuff like that it's a little bit more eerie than the original so I hope you all enjoy and have a safe and fun Halloween truly be safe (laughs) Love y'all. See you later. Bye.
3: I thought I would play it now. I never play it like this now. I never play it anymore. But I I would play it. That means a house in New Orleans. They call the rising sun. It's a bend of many poor souls And me, oh God I'm a whore If I had listened to what my mama said I'd be been at home today But being so young and foolish I'll let again No. Mm-hmm.